Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guest is Robert Vasquez, seven years of volunteer and career experience, lieutenant with Bear County ESD Number no. 5 in Texas near San Antonio, part-time firefighter with Guadalupe Fire Rescue, and cadre member with Citizens First Fire Training. Robert is not shy to admit that although he's been in the career side for two years and already an officer, he's always learning, attending various lectures, getting his hands dirty, participating in hot classes, and when possible, helping teach with Citizens First and Bearers of the Oath. Robert remembers what the Fire Department Brotherhood provided him when facing hard times in his life, but also has a huge sense of humility. With that, I present Mr. Robert Vasquez. I'm Robert Vasquez. I'm a lieutenant with Bear County ESD-5 out of the San Antonio area uh, in Texas. Uh, I guess I'll just go straight into uh, how I got into the fire services. Actually, humbled me uh, just very recently. I had a, a co-worker come up, one of my firefighters come up to me and asked me, uh, how, do I, how do I get to be the way you are in the fire service? And it was, uh, it, it kind of threw me off. I didn't know how to answer that question. Um, and it made me step back real quick and go, man, how did I get here? How did, how exactly did I get here? It wasn't something that I was born into. It wasn't something somebody put on a silver platter and said, Hey, you should be a firefighter. Man. Um, I wanted to do more with myself. I went through some dark times, um, divorce, losing the kids for a little while. Um, things that were out of my control put me in a really dark place that um, the fire service came along. Okay. I started volunteering in my local department. Uh, I got was in the oil field for many years. Uh, one of my layoffs said, hey, you know what? I'm going to go volunteer at my fire department in a little town called Orange Grove. Orange Grove, Texas, near Corpus Christi, Texas. And so uh, I went that route, got in there. The guys were a lot of guys I knew already. I went to school with. I, I went to school in Orange Grove all my life. Almost born and raised. I wasn't born there, but I was definitely raised there. Um, yeah, so they, they bring me in, and, man, I, I fell in love with it instantly. Now that, that was these guys just doing trainings, minimum calls. They didn't run any uh, EMS. So it was a lot of uh, fire calls, MVCs, the stuff we actually went to do some work on so mm-hmm. real quick it ate me up um and doing that and as the years went on doing that um i realized in all the darkness i was having to go through all the things i was fighting through to get to stay in a in a good place in my own mind mentally and challenge it was challenging um every time i got a call everything went away and I was in a whole day. It was always about them. It was like, what? where am I going? What call we got? And South Texas, there's a lot of grass fire calls. <laughs> definitely way more of grass fires than anything else. But um, it didn't matter. It was a call. And it was, I was going to have to do some work. And everything else would go away. I, I, wouldn't ha- I wouldn't be concerned. I wouldn't be worried. I wouldn't be stressing out. Um, focused on me and the job at hand. So uh, it, it definitely consume me in that mindset and i started to realize that 
when I, right before I went to the fire Academy, I said, you know what, I want to keep this going. This is so awesome. I'm having a great time with it. Um, and it's definitely helping me out personally. So I'm going to, I'm going to go to the fire Academy. I want to keep this going. And, uh, during the fire Academy, it, it, it didn't get any better, any easier. I don't know how many times I almost quit in the fire Academy because of the things going on around me, uh, mainly the divorce and, and the battle for the, the, ch- the children and the kids at that time. Um, this is seven, eight years ago now. So, I mean, it, it's definitely been a little bit, I've definitely over that area or that mm-hmm. era, mm-hmm. but, uh, everything about the fire service is what got me through it. Um, and, I, and him asking me that question, I actually kind of told him a little bit about this story. So it made me say, you know what, this is an actual story that I think could help influence somebody. It's like, you know, hopefully you don't have to go through that dark time to get to this mindset, but, uh, you can see where I'm coming from now and why I take it so serious and why this, I'm so passionate about what we do and how we train and the things we say and like, you know, what we represent as a firefighter. It's not just a job title. And uh, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm already, I'm going to be going down rabbit holes all day long when I start <laughs> talking about this stuff. But uh, yeah, man, that's honestly what got me in was just a little bit of luck, um, downtime, because I got laid off again and I, I wanted to do something. I've always been interested in the fire service. So it was like, you know what, I'll go volunteer. And then the other things added to it. And it was just God's way of saying, hey, man, this is where you belong. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to make it better for you. And I, I ran. I never looked back. Um, I had a little bit of downtime in between finishing the fire academy, going back to the oil field for just a little bit, child support and things like that started coming into play. I was like, man, this is going to be tough. And then I found my way back again um, through some training. Um, and, and it goes into all this just builds into the whole training realm for me. Yeah. Um got an opportunity to go train with some guys, uh, Devin Craig, uh, Devin Craig and, uh, Richard Wiggins, uh, two guys, I guess, kind of got thrown into a 18 wheeler with almost, uh, Richard Wiggins, definitely literally got thrown into an 18 wheeler Say, Hey, take this burn house to Orlando, Florida, and y'all are going to go burn it. Uh, or you're going to go set it up and present it really is what it was. And Devin met us out there. And this is where Devin actually, I've heard his stories. This is where he gets asked to go and, teach uh with some guys that they're in orlando and it that's i feel like that's where it really kicked off for him as well for me it definitely kicked off on this trip as uh, we ended up doing orlando um pensacola and georgia on three weeks three weeks i never went home um yeah and that's where i got to meet some really awesome guys where mentorship became really important to me because the right people grabbing you and saying, Hey man, you belong here. You should be doing this. You need to go fix, fix what you need to fix. So you can do this. You're supposed to be here. And, uh, man, within, I want to say within eight months, I was working for a bear County. Never again, never looked back and kept going with it. Um, but yeah, man, that's that dark times, a little bit of luck, uh, a lot of hard work, uh, definitely got me here today and I'm sitting here with you getting to tell my story a little bit. Okay. No, I, I appreciate it. No, I appreciate you accepting uh, the invite to come on and talk. Um, for those that don't know, can you tell us a little bit about Bear County ESD number five? 
1375. We, we sit just on the south, I believe southeastern. We're on the south side of San Antonio. Um, we had about 350 square miles that we cover between three stations, four apparatus. Um, yeah, it's um, it's a little bit of everything down there. I mean, you got suburban popping up in our area. We still got the county side, which is a bunch of open land, um, houses throughout all of it, sandy areas. You name it, we have it. It's a, it's a crazy area, actually, when you start thinking about what certain departments just have certain areas that they cover. And it's like I kind of get a little good mixture of everything. Um, we run, I said, four apparatus, two truck, uh, confused trucks, and two <laughs> engines. <laughs> okay. Um, I love them. I mean, they have their purpose. They have their place, especially in an area as big as ours. Okay. Uh, having those quints definitely uh, come in handy. I can show it first do and still pull line, fight fire, or if we got entrapment, we're break away. We can be a truck. So it's a it's a good deal. Our staffing uh, our staffing of minimum is three uh, per truck right now. Uh, we're actually in the process of hiring. We're growing very fast. Um, our area has grown very quickly. I said we now we got all that suburb area kind of to our northern side and it's just growing they're, they're building houses by the day um what else on that um yeah so we're, we're in the we're in the growing process we're actually building a fourth station this year it okay. should be breaking ground in the next couple of months actually um so we're hiring i think the number is 14 right now so we can start staffing four per truck and then uh, staff the new station as well. Okay. So, okay. Uh, what kind of schedule do you work? Forty-eight ninety-six. Forty-eight ninety-six is okay. And that's a that's a lot of square miles and very few stations to cover all those square yes. miles. Yes, yeah, so it's been an ongoing battle trying to get more stations. Um, uh, they're finally breaking ground on that. Like I say, I think by the end of this year, the one will be built. The second one will be started. Okay. The, the plan is for three, and I think that's going to happen in the next two, two and a half years or so, hopefully. Um, I'm not part of that committee. It's just going off of the hearsay with the chiefs and everything, but it's definitely coming. It has to. And we have our northern response times get pretty bad. We're, we're calling the mutual aid that's closer than we are to our own district because mm -hmm. the, the way that the divisions are cut up and the way our grounds got covered. So yeah, that's that's the first thing we're fixing. That's where the first station is going. Actually, is to cut that time down up there. The rest of the area is not too bad. It stays within seven, ten at the very most minutes uh, response times. But that northern side does have some areas that it can take us twenty minutes to get to, depending on wow. traffic too. Yeah, traffic wow. is now you got San Antonio traffic really coming into play, and it it, it starts to slow us down a little bit. So. We're not shy uh, from calling the next district over and mm -hmm. saying, "Hey, y'all need y'all. We need help because we're taking too long at this point." But we know where our downfalls are, and it's getting fixed. Uh, took a lot. They like said took a lot of time, a lot of battles on the administrative side. Uh, Chief has definitely gone to bat for us trying to get this done because I think we're all on the same page when we sit there and say, "Hey, the citizens deserve better than this." Um, they pay their taxes. They do their due. They expect the fire department to show up when they're supposed to show up and do the job that we're expecting ourselves to do. So 
uh, it's definitely come and, and, and it, it's growing so fast. I can't get over the fact that within just the two years I've been with these guys, it's just, Hey, we need to, we need to put more butts in the seats now because it, it, we need to be able to drive these trucks there for one and then mm-hmm. do the job. But, um, yeah, it's definitely growing. Um, we do have two more apparatus, two, uh, brush trucks. I should say that we're actually making part of the fleet, almost partially squads, uh, medical units, um, They'll have a little bit of everything on these little brush trucks, but those are also going to get manned and put at each station. So, okay, we're, I'm telling you, man, we're growing. Okay, uh, and you are a lieutenant um, on ladder 150. So, do you have to cross staff other apparatus, or is that the or when you show up for your shift, is that the that's the truck you're riding for for 48? Yeah, that's the truck I ride for 48. Uh, I stay on the ladder. Um, that's my assignment. Um, it's only that ladder 150 or station 150 only has that one apparatus at this time. Gotcha. Um, the the brush truck is starting to come back there. It's supposed to be there. So, yeah, when that does happen again full, fully, I might have to send my driver that way or I'll go that way and drive that truck while the engineer and the firefighter stay in the ladder. We're all going to still go together if we need to but um for the most part we stay on that ladder okay okay all right um let me see uh so i'm assuming with you being a single piece house your ladder has what 300 or 500 gallons 500 500 and i'm assuming you're running everything in your first two from medicals to fire alarms to wrecks to car fires yes sir gotcha Uh, i'm lucky enough for 150 well i say lucky enough 150 um doesn't have the call by it's the northern side with that suburb area that they they run their little butts off they do have dual house there at that station now with an engine and a ladder um but yeah those those are the ones medical wise engines taking it all anything big pops off the ladders running it so they get there and that's where the captain's at we do have a captain per shift and the captain sits there with that ladder truck uh, knowing that that's the busier side, they're going to run the most calls, do the most reports, things like that. But yeah, 150, whatever pops off, it's all us. So we're we're all in. Okay, okay. Um, now with you, you you've been with Bear County for you said two years, correct? Yes. And you're already the lieutenant. How um, did you feel like? And of course, you you have vo- uh, five years of volunteer fire experience, but did you feel like you were ready for that lieutenant's role to take on those responsibilities? Absolutely not. Um, I am definitely one for time of service and experience, not time of service, experience mm-hmm. um, with the fire ground before all this happens. Um, obviously, a smaller department growing very fast. Um, I was able to use a lot of that I've learned from a lot of mentors. I, I've been very, very fortunate myself to get into the training realm that I got into with, you know, with, like I said, Devin Craig, uh, Shane Bentley was, Shane Bentley is a big one. Uh, Shane Bentley was the very first person that ever came up to me and put his arm around me and said, Hey man, I know who you are. You belong here. Don't let anybody slow you down. Uh, a lot of things were going on at that time. That was in uh, Pensacola, actually the second stop on that trip we made. Um, I've been very fortunate to have a lot of mentorship, a lot of leadership guide me in the right direction. Um, of course, everyone believes in me to do this. I know I can do it. 
But was I ready for it? Probably not. I could have done many more years before I got promoted the way I got promoted. Um, I am not for that, you know, like I, like I said, for, for a firefighter just getting into the game, not any experience, man, do your time. Um, definitely earn, earn that respect and learn the job. Um, like I said, I, I had a little bit of help and I, I feel like I'm in a better position than, you know, what, who could have taken over at that point. So with that, our department isn't one of the higher paying jobs. Um, so our, our hiring, when we do have turnover, which when I first started was very high, um, we're hiring cadets after cadet, after cadet, after cadet, because that's all we're going to get right now or at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that put me in the position where I was, Hey, I've been here pretty much one of the senior guys at this point at a year and a half or coming up on my two years. So, Hey man, can you take this position? We need you to move up. We need you to step up. Can you, can you handle that? And now me personally, yeah, I, I can handle that. I'll do it. Like, I mean, I, I got my game plan already. I know how I want to be a Lieutenant. I know the passion I have for it and the passion I can pass on or show and hopefully influence more firefighters to be better firefighters. Right. Um, so I, I definitely was ready on that aspect on the leadership part. I could definitely use more fires under my belt. <laughs> uh, I get plenty. I've definitely had plenty. I've been very fortunate uh, with the, even the volunteer side. We burned a lot. I've been around a lot of fire, a lot of experience with actually fighting fire. I won't really chalk any of that up to the last two years. The last two years is where I've really learned tactics and why we do what we do and why we're going to vent for or flow water first before we search or why I'm going to go ahead and search this time instead of flow water. That definitely came into perspective the last couple of years. I've been, like I said, with these guys I've been around, you've been able to meet a lot of them now. Um, man, it, it made it, it was a game changer for me. And of course I took advantage of it. So should I have had more time in? Hell yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'll be forever learning in this profession, right? Like, mm-hmm. But uh, I'm definitely going to run with the opportunity I've been given and uh, do the best that I can possibly do. Uh, if anything, it's made me want to go to more conferences now and keep learning even even more uh, that I'm in the position I'm in. I actually go next week, I go to a leadership symposium here in Texas that I've never been a part of. Uh, it's that Teeks organization, one of the biggest fire training things around in Texas right now. Um, so I, I'm going to keep on, you know, just keep on. I got a lot of great guys in my backyard, Kevin Fluger, Tom Homlick, uh, the Cano brothers. Uh, if you haven't met them yet, you, I'll get you in touch. Those, those are some great guys right here in my backyard in the fire service. That I, anytime I got a question, concerns, something's not working right, I give them a call. And they help me out real quick. Okay. I like it. I like it. Uh, and this kind of, this actually, so it segues perfectly to the next question. So, uh, you are a Citizens First Fire Training Cadre member. So my question to you is how did that come about? Uh, yeah. And again, it goes right back into those three. It goes into the third week now (laughs) of that trip that I first took. Uh, so from Pensacola, I I get to meet Shane Bentley there. Shane Bentley, uh, like I said, man, that guy is the founder of what got me started. The guy that mm-hmm. kicked me in the rear and said, Hey man, you need to do this. Um, bears of the oath. Uh, so we go to Atlanta to bears of the oath the week after Pensacola. 
get to go up there and work with these guys. Again, I'm, I'm just there with the burn trailer as a show and tell thing. I just took my gear with me because I wanted to do some work too. Okay. okay. I, know that I know that work was going to transpire into something so, so big for me, but uh, put my gear on. Hey man, where do you need me? I'm a body. I can help. I can be a victim. If I can just sit in the corner of a room and watch and listen to you guys teach and train. And so I can learn too. That's what it was for me that whole three weeks. And it turned by the end of, by the end of every conference, I was leading a, a scenario or something. I was icy and I was like, what am I doing here? I'm supposed to be learning, but man, they, they, pour, they pour it into you so quick. But uh, Shane was a big one. And we go up there to bears of the oath. I get this guy thrown into the burn house with me and that we're doing fire behavior, can, can confidence class in this trailer. And, uh, I don't know who this guy is next to me, but we're both instructing it. Like I'm, I'm in charge of the trailer itself. This guy's instructing the can class and we're in there, we're burning up and kind of had a little miscommunication in the outside guys. And, uh, it's starting to get really hot in this chamber. Okay. And I remember, man, what, what's going on here? Like I'm looking up, and I'm like, I don't get like close the doors. Like I want, I want this fire to die down, kill the oxygen. And I'm thinking, okay, doors are closed. It's still getting hot. This is this isn't good. My feet are starting to burn. I'm pretty sure the rubber on my boots were melting off. And anyway, we figured out what's going on. The door never closed to the ventilation prop, and it kept feeding. It kept feeding. We got the fire under control. Put it down. Uh, we all come out. I'm like, man, my feet are on fire. And this guy that was sitting next to me was like, man, my feet are all really like he's kicking his boots off. He's got red on his foot and everything. Like uh, it was burning us pretty good. Well, this guy next to me ended up being Chris Kessinger, and uh, we started talking. We we're having a great time. We're we're getting to train. We're getting to burn. Live fire, half fire rolling over our heads. Students behind us going, "Oh man, this is so cool!" You know, like the things that kind of make you as an instructor go, "Oh yeah, we're doing good." You're hearing the oohs and ahs, and they're learning. Like let's let's keep going. So that later that night, uh, Chris and his wife, uh, Jenny, and his son, Mason, were there. And, hey, man, you need to come have dinner with us. All right, cool. I, I have no idea who these guys are. Again, uh-huh. I'm not even in the fire room, to be to be honest. I'm just volunteer helping sell this training product. So uh, I go have dinner with them. And, man, instant family. Instant, just just like Shane Bentley. You know, the, everything about that, that whole conference was family. And these guys just bring me in like, man, we love everything you're doing, the way you talk. I, I don't know what I was doing. I was just being Robert Vasquez and uh, having good conversation, getting to talk fire. And I was, I was soaking it up, me personally. Uh, Chris, uh, before you know it, Chris is by the end of dinner, him and Jenny are like, man, you need to come to Ohio. You need to come. And in a couple months, it was very shortly after Bears of the Oath that year. It was the first one. Um, he's like, man, you need to come to Ohio. We could definitely use guys like you, this and that. All right, man, I'll see what I can do. I, I don't, I don't know how I make that work, but I, I'll see what I can do for sure. Again, and there's another group of people that are like, hey, man, you should be in this. You, you need to do this. You, you can, you have a lot of potential. You should be doing this. So I go to Ohio a couple months later, and for you, I, I have this instructor T-shirt. I have a hat with the tin on it. Like I'm like. What, what just happened? Like, I, I'm just here, you know, to help, and, you know, I'll stoke some fire or whatever and be a couple of students. And I like to do that as an instructor. Uh, students only have two guys. They need three or four. Hey man, put me in. I'll come in with you. 
I need okay. I need my reps too, you know. Okay. So uh, yeah, Chris brings me in, makes me part of the cadre without even asking. <laughs> he was just, "Hey, man, you're part of the cadre. Come on, bring that work ethic I saw at Bears of the Oath and keep it going." So and there I go, man, and, and the the circle just kept growing and growing, and that's where I ended up meeting uh, Arthur Ashley, uh, Justin Fraze. Justin Fraze is another big guy in my corner that. I love he's always there that hey man, I got a question. Man, what do you got? Let's go. Um that all these guys have started coming out of out of the woodworks for me. You know, obviously they've always been there. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. These guys are all just grabbing and saying, Hey, you belong. Let's go. Um I, ever since then I've been part of Citizens First. Uh, Chris is and me being all the way in Texas, these guys are all up north. That there's some guys spread out throughout the states but uh for the most part they're up in ohio so every year comes around hey we got classes you want to attend uh man that's a you're asking i'm working quite a bit i'm doing this i'm doing that uh oh don't even worry about it come on man you're gonna come do some hood rat shit let's go all right let's go send it (laughs) send it let's go say less and uh yeah i ended up getting to do a lot of conferences because of these guys uh chris and his family bringing me in the way they did the whole cadre is awesome those guys give a shit and that's where it is for me is giving a shit about the things that we do, uh, whether it's instructing, whether it's being the Lieutenant, whether it's just being a firefighter, got to give a shit and, uh, and you'll go places with it. I, I'm living proof of it at this point and good mentorship will take you just about anywhere in the fire service if you let it. But uh, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm so proud to be a part of them and, the things that they got going on, a lot of great, a lot of things coming this year already for Citizens First. Next month, I'm planning on being at a, um, a Lyft in Louisiana. Okay. For the Lyft conference, we'll, we'll be there um, doing extrication. Um, but yeah, man, I, I've always loved that fire training. I, I can't get enough of it. And it started with Citizens So Citizens First is the ones that kind of brought me on, like, or they brought me on. And they said, "Hey, you're you're part of this now." Bears of the Oath. Uh, the anytime Bears of the Oath does something, Dagum last year down here in Texas. Hey, man, you're you're part of this country too. Come on, uh, David Mellon, Valor Fire Training. Mm-hmm. I got a call last year. Hey, man, you free? You want to come do some do some more hood rat shit? Hell yeah, let's go send it, man. Anytime I can make it and help, and these guys give me that platform to be able to teach. What I teach, you know, I'm big BES guy. I love search. So probably why I ended up on the truck over here where I'm at. Uh, I love the truck work side of this job. Um, these guys give me that platform. I'm all in. I, I hate letting them down. If they're willing to come up to me and ask me for a hand or ask me for, you know, to do one of the rotations for the weekend, like I, I don't want to say that. I'm, I definitely want to be there doing what we do. I, I've definitely learned in the last two years, this part of the job is probably one of my favorites of the whole, the whole deal. I, mean, I love what we do. I love making the calls and being trained to do our job that we're supposed to do. But man, I love training. I love teaching these younger guys coming in that there's more to this than what you really think there is. The academy did not prep you for this. Get ready. Right. And I like being that person to push that forward. Okay. Um, how big and how important does physical fitness play a role for you? Because um, I feel like with the the department you work for, 
you are definitely having to do a lot more with less the square miles, your manpower. So I've seen, I've seen a couple pictures of you when, when you do your workouts with your crew. So um, how important is that for you? It's at the top of the list. Right. And I've, I'm not going to lie, man, we've been slacking here lately, but not really slacking. We've been busy mm -hmm. and the workouts haven't been happening on shifts the way I like them here recently. But yes, if I can make it happen all day long, that's whether it's just for the camaraderie, you can come up with a lot of reasons to make your crew buy into it. Like, Hey man, they're just going to do something together. You know what? No, this is training. So you're going to work out with us. Things like that. As being a Lieutenant, I get to influence that a lot more now, uh, but it's at the top of the list. It, you, you got to be able to do the job. Um, you're, you're, you're going to, the way I tell some of the guys I've worked with and then this is getting blunt with them at a certain point is if I have to stop my operations on the fire ground to come get you, because you weren't ready and you couldn't hack it or you just ran out, you know, you're winded because you haven't been working out and you're the person I know that hasn't been working out. Oh, I'm going to be pissed. We're, we're going to have words because I have to stop my operator. I have to stop going for the people that we're supposed to be going after because you weren't ready, man. You, you better be ready. You better be physically ready. And that doesn't mean you're going to be cut. And I, I'm not a cut person at all. I'm a short five foot six Mexican there's no getting away from looking like a chubby little Mexican for me, <laughs> no matter how much I work out, but I know I can endure. Right. I, I, I push myself. We work out when we work out. It's a lot of endurance workouts, um, cardio based. Uh, if you're going to wait, train things like that, I'm cool. With, you know, we can do some of that, but for me and the crew, it's going to always going to be more about the cardio side of it. Can you hack it? Can you, how long can you last on your bottle? How long can you last when that buzzer starts going off on your bottle? Like that's the stuff that I want you to improve on the strength. Yeah. You got to have it, things like that, but you can do that. We can do that later. You can do that on your days. If we get four days off, you've got plenty of time to work out at home. Um, for me on shift, definitely endurance training. Um, it, it, man, it's at the top. It's definitely at the top. I haven't been able to do it. Like I said, I've only, so I'm a, obviously I'm already a young Lieutenant just on the years of service, but I just got promoted right before December, last week of November. So I've only had a few uh, shifts with my crew mm -hmm. that I got assigned to now. And since that, I, I do maintenance. I do a lot of other things at work too, trying to keep a lot of apparatus in service and things like that. I, I take a lot, I put a lot on my plate. I, 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 I'm trying to help with this whole process of making the department better as we get bigger because we're growing so fast. A lot of things have been changing, not just on my because of me just because we're getting a lot of buy-in um and doing that i've taken away from the crew at the same time because i'm right. dealing with so much other stuff in the office right now we're making a new proby book um i said i know the hiring process is changing the time of service is changing uh, you're no longer going to be able to promote within two years um, you're going to do your time in your position now all that's starting to change and i was a big part of that i said yeah we that needs to happen i should not be a lieutenant yet. um it, as we get bigger we have to make those changes now before we get bigger or this is good this could go bad really fast right yeah we could be excited about getting big but if we don't have standards in place it's going to get out of hand and uh, like i said i think i've gotten not just me like i said the other bcs the other chief the, the command staff has gotten a lot of buy-in a lot of guys are starting to do things on their own on the side and i'm I'm seeing it. So I'm like, all right, cool. 
I'm all right with it. Like you take it, make your, your idea, make it your writing. As long as it's getting implemented and we understand why we're implementing it, let's send it, man. Send it full send that because we're just going to keep getting bigger and having these loose ends all the time. And we don't need that. The, the citizens don't need that. Right. But yeah, no, training definitely is up there for me. I got to do it more. Uh, I definitely follow Chris Snow. Um, man, I love what that guy has done and making that uncommon fireman ship happen. And uh, I used to post on there a lot. When, as a firefighter, it was easier for me to get on them. Hey, we're going to work out, guys. And they get on Guadalupe County is uh, my part time job. Uh, Guadalupe County Fire Rescue, those guys, those guys love the workout. So I go on shift and we were working out. I'm like, dude, I'm only here for 24 hours. I just got off my 48 or I'm a you know, day off. Uh, I think I'm going to take it easy today. And those guys, I show up to those guys and they're like, hey, man, we you showing us today? Um, shit, again, I'm not going to let y'all down. Let's go to work. So we're going to do a workout and we got a car to cut up. We'll cut up a car. We got a, for a while, we had a vacant house that was in our district and we get to go train in. And almost every shift I go pick up a part-time, hey, man, we're going to go to the house. Let's do some search training, flow some water, whatever it is that they wanted to do. And man, I loved it. I loved it. The, the, I didn't have to get buy-in from there. They they had it already. So yeah. it was like, just keep it going. Okay. But uh, yeah, they, both both those departments, man, they love working out. It's definitely got to be at the top of your list. Um, with you, uh, one one thing you definitely wanted to hit on uh, was making the job personal. So uh, I'm gonna let you have the floor on that one on that particular topic. Yeah, man. Um, something I kind of felt like when I started a couple years ago. Oh, it's almost three years ago with the training side of things. You heard it a lot. You saw it a lot. You know, would you want you coming to your house fire? You know, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, I kind of wanted to up that a little bit and, and just fly out, call somebody out. Hey, man, I don't want to catch a fire right now. It's too hot. I've heard that before mm -hmm. from firefighters. Mm -hmm. Hey, well, man, it's, yeah, it's it's 115 degrees. It's Texas. We're not going to get away from that. Got about 98% humidity. It, you're going to sweat your ass off. It's just part of the job over here. But hey, we catch a fire right now. If it, what if it was? What if it was your mom? What if it was your dad? And it's a touchy subject. Some guys will get pissed thinking I'm just calling out the family. No, 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 no. Really put yourself in those boots. What if you worked in district, your family was in district, and your family caught that fire right now? What are you going to do? Are you going to say it's too hot? Are you going to expect them to show up and do their job, whether it's 115 or 98 or 60 degrees? And for me, it's 60 degrees right now. It's, it's freezing outside. Um, what is is that going to be okay with you? Is that honestly going to be what you lean back on and say, man, it's too hot, we shouldn't train right now? No, hell no. You better get out there and do your job no matter what temperature it is, no how hot, how cloudy, how wet it is outside. You're going to do your job. You got to make it personal. So uh, I kind of felt like that was going away. I've attended a couple classes here recently where I feel like it's, I'm hearing it again about that. Like, hey, man, that's your kid. What are you going to do if that's your kid in that room? You, you're going to want to stay back and go defensive or you kind of go through that window, the one window with no fire showing and make that, try to make that grab be that best, uh, best chance for that citizen for the civilian. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I've been real big with my guys at work anyway. Anytime somebody wants to stray away from, Oh, that's not important. Or, 
And a lot of times they're joking because they know where where I stand in the fire service and my passion. So a lot of times they'll make the comments on purpose as far as uh, uh, it's not our problem. That's not our emergency. Right. I'm like, oh, keep it, keep it up, man. You're, you're going to you're going to get me going. You're not going to like it. But uh, they do it on purpose. They, they, they have a good laugh with it because they know that I'm not that guy and we're not going to be that crew. And I told my crew when I first came on that we are going to be the crew that our citizens deserve or expect to show up, period. Well, everything outside of that is whatever we do as far as physical fitness. You know, we're, we're going to implement all that because that's what makes us the firefighters that we're going to be. But understand that I'm going to drive y'all as hard as I got, got to drive y'all for y'all to understand this isn't this isn't about us when those tones drop. This is about them, and we're going to do everything in our power to, to get to them. Um, I've even had my firefighter ask, you know, as far as uh, – Where's the line? Where's the line in that? Where do we not kill ourselves? I said, the line's right here in the fire station. When we train, when I take all these houses that are vacant and we get to do some reps in them, those aren't just reps in an open house. You got to picture in your head as much as you can. I know it's hard, but we got to picture in our heads that there's clutter everywhere. Your son's at the end of that hallway. What are you going to do to go get in there? Go get your wife, get your, get your mother, get your father you got to put that in your head every rep. You can't sit back and just think, ah, it's another training rep because that's where those scars are built. And, uh, and, and making them understand that has been, uh, it's been pretty easy, actually. Like I say, it's happened pretty frequently to where I've said it enough times now that I don't have to say it anymore. They, they know, hey, we're going to do this rep. Hey, Robert's kid's at the end of that hallway. Let's go get him. And boom, now it's personal. It's not just your family, my family too. You know, I got to get y'all out of there just as much as I got to get the citizens out of there. But yeah, making going, taking this to a personal level with everybody is uh, can be challenging because like I said you can rub some people wrong right. easy. Right. But man, it's just this reality of it. This isn't a game. This isn't a look how cool I am. I'm a firefighter. This is real shit. You don't do your job, people die. And if you're okay with that, you're not going to be okay with me. We're going to have issues. So, yeah, man, I've, I've been working a lot on that little header right there, making it personal again, bringing that personality or personal part of aspect of the uh, fire service back because uh, I, I felt like it was going away. But like I said, here recently, I've been seeing it again. Uh, maybe it's just certain instructors that use it still and some don't, but. I think that definitely needs to stay at the top of our list uh, when we train or when we teach. No. Make sure they understand that that's that's our family we're going after. Every every call has to be the same. I 100 percent agree with you. Uh, one thing I know I can't stand is when you hear an officer tell their crew or state out loud. You get a call, and first thing out their mouth is, "Well, that's not my emergency." Mm, technically, we inherited that. Now it is. And so we, we need to act accordingly. Uh, so, I mean, I, I agree. And I, and I understand not everybody's going to have the same passion or mindset per se, but you, if you, if you, if you become a part of the fire service, you do need to realize that you inherited that person's emergency. It may not be an emergency to you per se, but that person has no other choice, no other person they can call. So they call 911, 911 dispatches us. We should treat that person, of course, with the utmost respect and everything else. But we need to take that call seriously because, you know, it, it you don't want to 
arrive on scene and you're cutting up or you're rolling your eyes when they're explaining what their situation is, you know, that, that all of a sudden, you know, the chief gets a phone call and he's going, Hey, what's, what's going on here? Like, uh, so I a hundred percent agree with you. That's, that's, that's a good point right there. Cause I, that's something I deal with, with a lot. Oh man, it's a fall. It's a lift assist. Uh, sick person, sick to their six. We're reading the CAD notes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, sick person, stomach ache. And like you said, man, that, they're out of options. Obviously, they're calling nine one one. I mean, you get a couple here and there that just abuse nine one one. It happens. We get right. all repeat guys. But until we get there and just discuss, just like, just like uh, search, it ain't searched until we search it. It ain't vacant until we say it's vacant, right? Well, the same thing goes for for a sick person call. They ain't just a sick person that no emergency until we get there and figure out. Okay, it's just a stomach ache. They need, they need to go to the ER or the, the closest um, little trauma center, not trauma center, but urgent uh, care, walk in. Thank you. Urgent yeah, care. Yeah. Uh, and, but it ain't that until we get there and figure that out. So until that point, we need to be jumping up out of bed. It's two o'clock in the morning. I get it. We're tired. We hear on the, on the radio, it's saying sick person complaining of stomach pain for two days now. Right. And they're calling at 2 AM. Hey, get that out of your head. Get up quick. Let's go. We got we got a time limit to beat anyway. You know, we want to be out the door in 90 seconds, especially at night, within 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that still stands. And none of that changes because it's might be a sick person call or our house is on fire. It, it needs to be the same both times. And then when we get there, we can okay, let your guard down. It's not we're not gonna do anything crazy that you know on this one. So um yeah, man, that's a big deal. That's a, it's it's a big thing to push because a lot of complaints sets in after a few of those calls. Especially for these younger guys that are like, oh, that's all it is. Oh, this is easy. Right. Right. <laughs> no, no, I, I I get it. Like I said, I, I've been on those calls. Uh we have frequent flyers, is what we call them. And I mean, it's just it is what it is, but you can't you can never forget that you're representing the organization on your shirt and you don't want to give that organization a bad name. Cause especially nowadays with social media, man, all it takes is one person to post. Mm-hmm. I had an emergency, such and such fire department arrived on scene. I could care less about my, my mother or whatever the case may be. And that opens yep. up a whole nother oh. can of words. And there'll be videos and pictures to go with it. Yeah. They're good about that. Yep. Yep. No. So I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, Another topic of yours, mentorship, man. You you've mentioned what what I call some heavy hitters out there: Chris Kessinger, Shane Bentley, Tom Hollick, Devin Craig. All to me, all what I call heavy hitters, uh, big industry leaders for the fire service on making sure you give a damn. So, uh, how does mentorship play play a, a role for you? For me, it was everything, right? Like the, my whole story is backed by these guys grabbing a hold of me, telling you you belong showing you the right way to doing it. And like I said, them bringing me back to their trainings, the way they were, Shane, um, Chris, uh, David Mellon, the guys locally uh, last year with the dad gum, getting that phone call from Fluger saying, Hey man, just so you know, you're part of this too. Right. Like, oh yeah. And oh yeah, man, send it. Let's go. Them always involving me in this stuff, knowing that I have the passion I have to keep pushing forward the way I do and get, just give my knowledge to somebody else. Um, having that backing man has been everything for my career. So I, I, I know that's a huge thing for me now as I teach or I talk to these guys now as a Lieutenant, having guys under me that I can pass this, 
like I said, you can't really teach passion, right? Passion and pride is not something you can really teach. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm going to show it to you all day long. I'm going to put it on the table. You're going to see what I give a shit about. And hopefully that that steers you in the right direction. If it doesn't, you're still going to be stuck in my training. So <laughs> you're gonna, I'm, I'm going to still show you what I know and what works for me. Um, big drive, uh, man. Just, these guys being in my corner have been everything for, for my career and why I'm a lieutenant within two years, you know, or after, right at two years. Um, I, I don't take that for granted one bit, but it's a big thing to keep pushing forward in your department. If you don't have a mentorship program. Definitely look into how to reach out. Scott Thompson is a big one um, guy. I I have his um, his mentorship uh, spreadsheet that he has that I'm using with my department right now. And I have my 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 assistant chief is the training coordinator now there, and uh, he has it on his desk, and they're working on it. And we should have something up and running very soon with with this too, because we didn't have it either. We've tried it in the past; we never caught fire. Um, now that I've realized how much we lack on it, it's been something, one of my other endeavors I've taken on myself, try to help push and just, here, here's the stuff you need. If you have any questions, let me know. But he's the training guy. He's going to run with it. And he has, he definitely, I get a lot of text messages and phone calls. Hey man, what do you think of this? How do you think this is going to fit? You think this will work? And it's whatever we need. And that's what I love about Scott Thompson's platform with that is you take it, and you plug and play what you need to plug and play for your department, right? right? It's not just Scott Thompson's way. He just he has a layout for you, man. Use it. And these guys, a lot of these guys have that out there where, man, just take it, ask for it. And I, a lot of these guys that talk, Corley, Corley Moore, um, any of these guys that instruct, I, I don't know why. Todd Edwards is another one. Mo Davis, Clyde Gordon, all these guys will gladly take a message from you and say, "Hey, man, can you show me yours?" your uh, slideshow or can you send it to me? Can I, you build off of that, please? I know th those guys help a lot. Um, all the help that you could possibly ask for is at the fingertips, at your fingertips for any department, you take advantage of it. And so that's what I've been able to do here. Getting to know these guys and meet these guys and take their classes has also helped. But um, knowing that my department's going that route, it's like, hey, hold on one second. I'll send you, I want to send you some information. I'll text the guy and I'll have it tomorrow. Um, yeah, mentorship is huge. Uh, I mentioned a couple other guys down south. Uh, James Denny. James, man. he's. I had a conversation with him a couple of weeks ago right before New Year's or right before Christmas. And uh, he's got some great stuff going on down there. He's He made a comment about how I was lucky to have the guys I have in my backyard. You know, Matt Valdez, Fluger, Hollett, um, and I do. They're right there. Like, I can literally throw a rock and go, we'll meet up in the middle. They're not that far from me. Denny's a little further off to the southwest. Um, he wanted to live on the border for some reason. I, I, I figure out why. But he's got <laughs> a great thing going down there. Um, I wish I could get him up more. I've been – I know I've been inviting him. Hey, man, we're going to Ohio. Come with me. Come on, come on man, because – that guy has got some passion down there. Um, those guys that he's starting to influence, starting – he started his fool's thing now. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm really – I'm hoping to make a trip down there a couple times at least to go help him out. And if you're down in South Texas, man, look up James Denny and go get involved with that stuff. Um, he's got some good stuff cooking. I, I can't wait to see what he actually gets out of that area down there. 
Uh, say Matt Valdez. Matt Valdez is another one that invites me to a lot of his trainings. He's MV Fire Rescue. Uh, they've got their writ classes with these guys, the search class, his extrication side. He's always in, he's always been real open with me. Hey, you want to come join us, man? Come, come help us out. Just come sit in on a class. His uh, he had Captain um, Brian, uh, brain fart right now. He's heading up the uh, the mission with their search class, and okay. I got a message from him a couple weeks ago. Hey, come down to Dilly. We'll put on a class. Come sit in give me some point or, you know, take some notes, tell me what you think. And it's like, you're a captain, you know, like you've been doing this for 15 years. Yes. I still get humbled all the time with this stuff. Uh, it, it's crazy how much influence I get to have now. Uh, even with guys that have been doing this a long time, just because of the guys that helped mentor me into this position. I hope to do the same for some more. I know I have a, I have a, a, a Texas girl up there near you in uh, Denver. Mm-hmm. North Carolina. Um, she was one of mine that I had down here in Texas. I helped coach up, got her TCFP. Uh, she needed a lot of guidance, and I was able to train with her, get her going. She moved up there, and she's got hopes of getting on with uh, Charlotte now up there. Okay. She's one of my go-to stories and in interviews as far as who you mentored, how how does that you know help guide somebody to something better? She's she's a big one. It was her birthday yesterday. She's a New Year's birthday girl. So uh, I got to text her a couple times back and forth. But, man, it, it's huge. It's huge how many lives you can influence when you have the experience and people that have influenced you. Uh, you've got to pass that stuff forward. You can't keep it. You, it's, I'm only going to go, you know, we're under this helmet for so long. I got so many young kids coming below me that, hey, man, here's a little bit of my nuggets here. If you like it, take it. If you don't. I got 10 other guys that you can learn from that teach pretty much the same thing, but different ways. Right. And I may not get somebody the way you might get somebody to listen. And, um, and I'm very, very open to that. I actually had Fluger come in and do a hose, his uh, Mercedes hose uh, demonstration with my department, uh, Bear County. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that I've learned from Fluger, which is a lot, because I've taken that class three times now, I think three or four times at this point um, I teach them because I like it stuff that works for me, you know, the Camillas, the, the way you grip certain ways, smaller person to grip a certain way. I can show that stuff now. So I show that to them and they like it and they, they learn, especially the younger ones. But the guys that have been there for a while are like, well, I know how to, I know how to move a hose. Like I've done this. I'm not going to, you've only been doing this for two years. Right. So uh, I get Fluger to come in, teach, pretty much the same thing but then you watch them eat like they're like oh this is awesome this is cool this is hell yeah let's go send it guys i was showing you that two weeks ago uh, I'm, right teaching in your backyard is a difficult thing i've definitely realized that mm-hmm. but it's so awesome being able to just call somebody up and say hey man come show them please or, or you know teach me the way you do it teach my department the way you do it um because i know it's going to go a long ways and it's awesome. I don't care who they learn from. As long as they're on the same page, our goals are the same at the end of the day. The mission is the same. How you get there is how you get there. I, I'm not going to sit there and judge you because you want to drag it that way or move a victim that, you know, that's how you want to drag the victim. As long as you're not putting them in a worse position, uh, you know, putting their airway up in the in the bad air and stuff like that. As long as you're not doing something like that, how you get them out is how you get them out. You want to grab one leg, you want to grab two legs, you want to grab them by the belt and pull, like, and whatever works for you. 
Well, I'm getting off subject again with the training side of it, but um, mentorship wise, yes, man, it's, that's right, man. I don't know if I put that before working out in physically shape or right below it, but it's right there on the top of the list. No, agreed. I mean, uh, one thing with mentorship is when you surround yourself with good people, anytime you, which it, it happens to everybody, anytime you're having a bad day, it's always easy to go through your phone, pick a name, call that you know if they answer you go hey this is what i got going on today it's somebody you can express your frustrations to they'll listen because they're in the same field as you i'm sure they've probably been down the same hole that you're in at that time so mentorship is big on teaching but also being able to have that person that can listen to you when you're having that bad day because i agree with you uh how you mentioned how you kind of showed that crew uh, the same maneuver and then Kevin Fluger comes in, you're never a prophet in your own land. There's, there are some people, if you are trying to promote positivity, you're doing good things for the fire service, you're talking to people, you're networking, there are people in your organization that won't be able to stand you for that. And I, 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 I chalk it back up to ego. It's, it's an ego thing. Ego ruins the, the brotherhood, the camaraderie in the fire service, because there's some people that just won't be able to take it that, you're you're trying to better yourself. You're doing good things for the fire service. I don't know what it is, but um, it's true. Like I said, you know, the saying goes, you're never a prophet in your own land. So. 100%. Yeah. Like I said, I, and I've just, I've been so fortunate and I definitely, I don't take it. I don't take it for granted of having these guys in my back pocket the way I get to now. And they're there for me anytime I need them. And uh, as long as I'm making these firefighters better, I, like I said, I don't, I don't care how I'm doing it as long as they're getting on the same page with us and with me as a lieutenant now. Um, they know we're going to be aggressive. They, they know what we're, what the job is now. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I love it. <laughs> um, last topic for you: outside training, which I think is huge. I mean, yeah. it's one, it's one of those things where it, it is, it is good if your department does JPRs, you have quarterly training you could choose whatever topic you want at the training ground but man getting outside that bubble just seeing different things seeing how different departments operate is huge because you can find different ways different things that work that you could bring back to your department and go hey listen this is what i went to we can maybe take a a bit of this a bit of that to make it work so how important which i know it is important but how big is outside training for you it's, it's again, I, I, man, I say everything to a lot of things when you're not supposed to, but this stuff is everything. Um, making it personal, having mentors and getting your, your butt outside. Um, yeah, you just, you learn so much more than what, even with me going to outside training and having so many ideas, I'm still only going to really teach what works for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to teach everything that these other guys teach and preach about. And uh, obviously the lecture side of things, lectures are. So when I first started those, those first three weeks, I was always outside. I was always part of the hands-on training. So I never got to go inside, sit down and lectures. Um, it wasn't till I think my second time in Georgia, actually, I got to sit down and listen to Corley Moore for the first time. And then he's been at every conference I've been to just about <laughs> Uh, me and Corley and now with Amanda with the wing pick thing uh, you know like we've been doing that for for a while three years at least Um, I never got to sit down and actually listen to him and finally I got to go sit down on one of these and 
it was everything. Uh, it, puts it was amazing. Everything in the perspective of why we're doing the hands-on side of things. It's like, y'all need to at least go to lectures. So now when I send firefighters, when I get the opportunity to say, hey, you're getting to go to this conference, but you're only going to lectures. You're not going to do the hands-on just yet because that's all I could afford. Or that's what it was, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I've got I've got a couple conferences I've just paid for out of my pocket. And I'm like, okay, I'm going as a student. And then I get a phone call later. Hey, man, you're coming as an instructor, right? Like, uh, I can. And he's like, man, I'll send you your money back. Don't don't even worry about it. I was like, no, don't. I already paid for it. How about we give that to somebody else? I, I need to send more guys. So since I already paid for it, I'll try to help by sending somebody. But when I send them, I'm, I'm real big on, man, you're going to go inside. You're going to take notes. You're going to listen to this stuff. Like, that's that's a have to now. I'd rather you do that than the hands-on, at least for the first couple and then get involved in the hands-on if, if you had to pick and choose. Uh, I know with Dagum last year, it was almost a full week, a full five days, six six days of lecture and burning. So the guys couldn't go to all of it. So I, was, I had guys, I think I had four guys from my department that bought into it. And they're like, yeah, man, I want to go. And we were able to give give away a couple spots too. It was awesome. That, you know, that was another one where I paid for it. And they came back and said, hey, you're instructing. It's like, oh, okay. So I gave my spot away. I, I get to send another guy, right? Right. But uh, I was like, "Hey, man, y'all are just gonna go lecture, you know? Like, I don't even worry about the hands-on right now. We'll we'll pick that up at the station. Mm -hmm. I want y'all to understand exactly why we're doing what we're doing. That's mm -hmm. what the lectures do. Mm -hmm. uh, these guys got such great speeches and and talks that they give. Uh, I got Chief Riley that was down here in Seguin uh, just last month, a couple months ago for Legacy." That man, there's some stuff. I'm, one of the big ones is carried. I actually wrote it on my board at the station. The uh, the firehouse drives the fire ground. That that stuck with me so so much because right now that's what we're building at our department is everything starts here at the station. Right. You got to get your head straight now. If you're not straight here, you're not on the same page together. You're not training together. It ain't gonna work out when you get that call all of a sudden. You can't expect it to all of us magically. Hey, we know what we're doing. No, you got to be doing that stuff at the firehouse first. Uh, so that was something that stuck with me. Again, just lecture after lecture after lecture now. But yeah, man, outside training is everything. Um, you can't learn more from from me, from you. I mean, like I say, we're going to teach what we know that works for us. And that's pretty much going to be it for the most part. You know, I mean, there'll be videos and clips and things that I can show from other people that post things on YouTube and things like that that I know are legit. And we'll use that, but you're not going to learn any more past what I can give you inside these four walls if you don't go outside. So I, I try, man. I, I try real hard. I, Like I said, I was blessed with the opportunity to get drugged to conferences by other guys that said, you need to be here. So come on, put everything down and just come. I'm, man, I can't afford that. Don't even worry about it. You're coming. I mean, I, I was that lucky. So now when I get the opportunity to do the same thing, I do it. Um, if I can pay for somebody's spot to go, I'm going to pay for that spot you're going. You need to get that outside training. You, you'd you be surprised what you're missing out on. And then that's just the training side. Don't We're not even talking about the brotherhood and the camaraderie and the, the people, the circle that you're going to build around you as you do this and make the fire servers so much better. No, I, I agree with you. Um uh, hot classes are, are fantastic. They are great. You definitely like mm -hmm. me. I, I, I learned from hands-on type training, not from PowerPoints, but, uh, 
I took uh, not this last year. I took Sean Duffy's search culture. I learned a lot on that this past year. Um, Robert Ramirez has made a mindset. He backs up his info with data. You can't deny the data. If, if any, if any chief officer, any line officer denies certain things with data, then I'm not really sure what else to tell you, but sitting in on those lectures, looking at the presentations, reading data, watching videos, showing proof with pictures, it puts everything together of why we do what we do. So I 100% agree with you. Hands-on is great. I, when I go to Carolina Fire Days, I make sure I take as many lecture classes that I can. And then if I only can do one out of two days of hot, I do it because the lecture is where it's it's where it's at. And of course, the hot classes is where you can apply the data and the information that you learn from the lectures. So I 100% agree with you. It's like you go to school, you're listening to your favorite, uh, what I call heavy hitter in the fire service, telling you the facts of why we do what we do. So I, I agree with you 100 percent, pal, on that. That's where that's where it's at, man. I, I feel like that's where it's at. That's where I've gotten a lot of my knowledge from. Like I said, I knew how to do them. The skills, been able to do a lot of hot classes. Sean Duffy, Sean, he brought up Sean Duffy, man. That that that's everything I teach at this point because man. Little guy moving big guys like you can't <laughs> do that. Man, he shot me body mechanics or mm-hmm. can change his. It's a it's a game changer, and so I I get to teach that. I'm a small guy, um, so I. But, but once we go into that threshold, we we make interior. We're that search crew. There's no excuse at that point. Being weak, being a female, uh, nothing wrong with females that do the job at all. But no, there's no excuse at that point to why. Hey, I'm too small. I'm not strong enough. I can't do it. No, you made that threshold. You're going to do it or you need to get the hell out. You know, like just stay out of the way from now on. Um, there, there's no excuse. And Sean Duffy's big on teaching that as far as being able little 180 pound me can drag a 350 pound guy up to a windowsill, figure out how to get him out. We're, yep. we're going to get him out. Yeah. 100%. I love that guy. That, that's what started. I took his class, his hot class first. And then I got to finally sit on one of his lectures a little, a little bit later. But again, it put it in perspective. Sure, I can do the skills all day long, but if you don't know why you're doing the skills and you're just going through the motions, you're gonna you're gonna be faced with adversity and plan A is not gonna work anymore. And now you don't have plan B or C. But you gotta have that playbook. Um, that's another big one for me is gathering from different instructors that get different plays. You can't audio bull without that playbook, right? So mm-hmm. and knowing that those audibles gotta be there because you just never know when that day is going to come where, Hey, this ain't going to work. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, I a hundred percent agree with you. Anyone that's, that hasn't had the opportunity to go take a hot class. They are all over. Texas has a bunch of them. They're popping up yeah. everywhere. Uh, first in uh, Carolina fire days, uh, boneyard, a uh, bunch of fools and chapter groups are popping up everywhere. So when, if you yep. get a chance FDIC is not the only place you can go. I personally have never been to FDIC, but from what I have learned from others, they're great classes, but the student to instructor ratio is a lot higher. Whereas these micro conferences, I believe you get more one-on-one time, you get more reps with these micro conferences, not taking away from FDIC. FDIC is great, 
but not a lot of people can afford FDIC either. So if, if you can make these fools chapters, these small, smaller conferences, man, do it. Um, hundred percent. Uh, before we, uh, before we depart, I'd like to shout out James Denny. James reached out to me and was like, Hey, I got a guy for you. I need, you need to get Robert Vasquez on here. Luckily I was able to meet him this past, uh, a couple months ago at Carolina Fire Days. He was down there, uh, hanging out with, uh, with, uh, Rob Ramirez. So, um, I just want to say yeah. thank you personally, man, uh, for, for coming on and, and, and talking. Oh, man, that's awesome. And laying the gospel out here. Yes, sir. Uh, man, I, I love this stuff. Uh, obviously big passion for it. Guys like James see that. And yeah, he texts me, he goes, Hey man, what's your, what's your number, which he had. So I sent him my number and he goes, um, all right, cool. You might be getting a phone call soon. Like, wait, what? Uh, I'll be ready to talk because you're going to be on a podcast. Wait, 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 time out. That's not my number. Who, who are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, no, that guy, uh, man, that guy's been around for, for what, three years for me now, I think. We, we caught a conference here in Seguin, here in Texas, together uh -huh. one time. And, man, we just hit it off again. Just brotherhood kicking it off and never looked back since. Uh, he's He's always been another guy in my back pocket, just like I think I have been for him. And he'll reach out when he needs to, and he's got questions about certain things. I actually got one of his firefighters shortly after we started talking and things. One of his firefighters came from Del Rio up to uh, to San Antonio, and he ended up working with me. Okay. So I was like, man, small world, man. And a great guy, just a great guy all around. A lot of these guys are, uh, man, of anything, is just reaching out to these to these young ones that don't know that this world exists and getting them there early so they can start adjusting their fire career to, towards it. It's, and I said, it's, it's everything. This job is more than just a t-shirt and a title. You got a job to do. People's lives are in, on the line, including our own. There's a lot to learn. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I know granted you, you, you're a part of citizens first, which is up North out of Ohio, but man, Texas is doing, of course, oh, yeah. you know, quote unquote, big things, man. There are conferences popping up everywhere. You have so many guys and gals down there that are doing great work. So uh, I don't know what's in the water down in Texas, but anytime if I'm ever able to come down there, I have plenty of people I can hit up to to, to actually go meet and, and give me a tour. So like I said, man, I, I appreciate oh, yeah. you coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me, man. This has been awesome. Um, Hopefully we can keep passing it forward and everything you're doing is, is man, it's the right track for sure. I've been listening to a lot of your podcasts with these other guys and great guys that you're getting on here and guys that give a shit. And that's what, that's what needs to get spread around. Absolutely. We need, like you said, man, we need people to give a shit. Cause I mean, you got to, if you, if you don't care about this job, then you obviously don't care if you make it home at the end of your shift, because it's, you're, you're wearing the hat right there. Train or die. It's, it's one or the other. So like I said, Rob, I, I, I truly appreciate you coming on, pal. Thank you. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.